G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention to Christian missionary work in Southeast Asia. Our next guest says we may be witnessing a great move of God across different nations. Robin Johnson is joining us. He leads the mission organization called Beyond Here. And you might know Robin Johnson, too, as the founder of the Million Praying Men. Robin, a special welcome back to 2020. Yeah, hi, Neil. It's great to be back with you and your listeners. Robin, the nations of Southeast Asia, uh, let me just list a few uh, that I've got in mind here. You've got Indonesia, you've got Thailand, Myanmar, Burma. You've got the Philippines, Singapore, Laos, Cambodia, Malaysia, Vietnam. There's lots of nations and they're very populous, aren't they? Because uh, there's a lot of people there that you might even say are unreached by the gospel. How do you describe those nations of Southeast Asia? Uh, well, exactly. There, there's still millions to to, to um, reach for Jesus Christ. Um, and the church in these nations are, are doing an amazing job. I mean, some nations have a, have a greater history of a, of a constant move of God than others. Um, but right across the region, um, there's, there's a great move of the Holy Spirit and, and, and church planting. Um, uh, church planters are being raised up across Southeast Asia. And, and they're not just planting churches for the sake of it, but they're actually planting church planting churches, um, which is, you know, really, I believe, is, is a biblical concept. When we talk some of these nations, uh, some easier and more open than others, but some of those nations and listeners might have a, a deeper understanding if they've got some personal connection here, perhaps through their local church. But some of these nations are very closed and, in fact, sometimes very dangerous for Christian mission activity. A thought or two in general? Um, well, the church in certain nations... Um and generally, I mean, the ones who can come off the top of my head, of course, is Myanmar. Um, it's very, very dangerous at the moment because they have a war as well, a civil war. Um, and so the gospel is restricted there. Um, there's places like uh, Laos, um, with a communist government. Uh, there's great, there's difficulty there, um, but the church is growing there. Uh, Vietnam is another one, um, which is experiencing over 30 years now a great move of God. So, you know, despite these nations being what we would call restricted or closed, the the church in those nations um, is strong and getting stronger. Um, and uh, they need our prayers. They need our support. Um, but it's, it's an exciting day right across Southeast Asia. When I said in the introduction, Robin, uh, we may be witnessing a great move of God across different nations in Southeast Asia. Uh, give us some insight that you have uh, from some of your connections within some of these nations uh, around the way that the church is growing so strongly. Well, I think Indonesia is a 
classic example of that, which I think probably a lot of people know. We don't have a lot of personal contact there, so I, I can't really speak into that. Um, but the church is, is growing very, very fast in Indonesia. Um, I can speak about Cambodia. Um, we have partners there, um, the, the Christian uh, national churches there, um, and, and they're growing. They're, they're a church planting organization. Um, and uh, their goal now is to ha- plant a church in every village. We have them in every city. We have them in provinces. The goal now is every village. Um, and we're, we're over 3,000 at this stage. Um, and then, of course, you, you have uh, other nations. We get reports out of Vietnam, if you like, um, about, you know, great things that are happening. Though they have restrictions. I heard a story back in uh, December that they gathered the churches together in Hanoi. Um, and 7,000 people gathered together. And that's miraculous for, for Hanoi. How they got permission, I don't know. I don't know the details. I wasn't involved. But I, I got the news. And I think it was something like 600 people made decisions for Jesus in that one meeting. So, And then right across the nation, they have you know, Christmas services, multiple Christmas services. I know in Cambodia, some of our guys had Christmas services in seven different places. Um, and and just, yeah, the gospel is being preached and people are coming to Christ and miracles are happening. I mean, it's the book of Acts. There's a mix of uh, of people who are poor and there are others who have got all the same sorts of technology that we're used to. Live streaming of church services, is this something that you're hearing good reports of uh, throughout nations in Southeast Asia? It is. It varies a little bit. Like you said, some uh, have the ability to do it better than others. Um, but I know one church in, a, in a restri- one, of the, one of the restricted nations during COVID, they had to live stream, um, and uh, they were live streaming to twenty, thirty thousand people. And that's only one church. I know of others that had multiple thousands. I know a young couple um, who just set up their own site um, and called people to to worship. They were worshipers. They would worship, and then they would just study the Bible. And they had thousands, thousands tune in. So there's a great hunger in these places for the, to hear the, the story of Jesus. You've found your own niche ministry-wise as a, a trainer of leaders and, uh, and establishing church planters uh, to go into all the world and fulfill this great commission. Uh, how is the need for that level of training, given that there's such a hunger for God's word as you're describing? Uh, well, it's constant, Neil. <laughs> it's just they're hungry, they're, they're keen to be trained. Um, and our partners, you know, they're, they're running schools the whole time. They don't, they, don't, they don't wait for me to come. I just have the privilege of slotting in and, and, and doing segments in their school when I get there. So they, they have a constant program of training us. And one of the great strengths um, especially the nations where we've we've been working, um, just this passion to raise up leaders, you know, raise up strong people that they might build strong churches. Where's the need biggest, Robin? Because when we, you know, it's easy, it just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? You mention a nation and 
you've got this mix of urban people who live in cities. And in some of these Southeast Asian nations, you've got even tribal people and uh, cautious about that, but, you know, living in reasonably primitive conditions. Where's the need greatest for reaching out in Southeast Asia? Well, right across, because there are still millions unreached. I mean, on one nation where there's over over 90 million people, the ethnic people of that land uh, are the largest unreached people's group in the land. Um, but amongst the tribal people, the ethnic people, one of the great needs is, as you said, they still live in in quite primitive conditions. And we have a partner that works in specific island areas, and they're just simply bringing um, aid to them, teaching them how to cook, they're teaching them about hygiene so that their children aren't becoming sick and dying. Um, and that's a great door. It's a great opening. Um, and so they 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 do good works and show these people that, you know, this is, this is a better way to live. And, and then, of course, they have an opportunity to present the gospel to these people, and many come to Christ, and they end up walking away from that village and leaving a church there. Take us into the spirituality of the people and the effectiveness when the gospel is preached in some of these Southeast Asian nations. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes we like to reflect on, you know, the proclamation of the gospel and signs and wonders following the preaching of the gospel. Is this real-life miracle experience a part of what's happening with uh, evangelism and discipleship in Southeast Asia? It, it's normal, Neil. You know, we, we get excited about seeing miracles, and we should get excited every time we see a miracle um, because that's the grace of God manifest. But it, it's normal. I mean, I, I, I got a testimony the other day about a woman that, that, that couldn't walk and lost the ability to talk. And she tells the story of an evangelist came to her, her village and told her about Jesus and asked her, can I pray for you? Uh, told you about this man. This man can heal you. Can I pray for you? And and three months later, she's walking and she's talking. And I've got a video of her. And that and that's just one of hundreds. We, we've been in meetings, um, for example, somewhere like Cambodia, where where they're relatively open and we can hold large scale meetings. Where in one meeting we had so many people healed and saved, we lost count. <sighs> Robin, when COVID was at its peak, uh, no doubt uh, you, like everyone else, was grounded. You live in Australia. Uh, is the online Zoom meeting something that is still very, very useful? Has that really enlarged the opportunity for people all over the world uh, to be able to contribute into mission contexts like that? How do you describe what's happened uh, since COVID and now what's happening beyond COVID? Well, during COVID, that that was a well, that was a great blessing that we we had a, a mechanism to reach out, um, and the conferences that we couldn't attend in person, well, um, when they were able to gather at conferences or in small groups, we were able to zoom in, and uh, so that, that that's great. But I think, as everybody knows, that's probably listening. Um, as wonderful it is to communicate through Zoom, it it, it doesn't beat being there in person. Um, and we're just thankful now that so many nations uh, have lifted their restrictions um, and uh, we're able to go. 
it's, it's nothing like just being there in person and communicating personally and and, and we still we still saw people healed. We saw heard of miracles. We heard of people being touched through prayer through Zoom. I mean, God isn't bound by by time and space as we are. Um, but nothing beats that 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 personal being there. And um, and I'm, I'm about to leave uh, shortly again. Well, I'm always leaving. So whether I say it's next week or next month, I mean, there's several trips throughout this whole year planned already. So. Um, just being able to get on a plane and go to these places and, and, and meet our, our key leaders face-to-face and spend time with them. It, yeah, it's, it's so different than just being on a Zoom meeting. Uh, for opportunities, uh, someone listening into our conversation saying, uh, how would I get involved in becoming a missionary to Southeast Asia? Uh, no doubt uh, people have their own local church context and lots of the denominations have their own missionary agencies. I imagine you'd be encouraging people there. Uh, I'll get your insights, though, because some people think of a short-term way of serving in mission. Uh, others think more long-term. No doubt there's different preparation for different sorts of mission endeavours, but what's your encouragement to those listening to our conversation now thinking Southeast Asia might be the place I'd like to go? Oh, my advice is go. Um, but you've got, to, you've got to do it right. I mean, so, uh, a lot of people are going on tourist trips and they, they get an idea of nations and saying, well, that was lovely, but they really don't see the church in these places. Um, but if someone wants to go, you know, they may be able to do it through their local church. They may already have a contact with a mission organization. Um, but, but we encourage people just just go and have a look and see what God says. If you go just an inkling of maybe I can do something, maybe I, you know, I can go and learn something from these people um, and become a missionary to them, uh, to support them, to encourage them, to build them up. And so short term uh, mission opportunities, you know, great opportunities. Uh, I've taken my own um, uh, sons and daughters with me. Um, I've, I've, I'm now starting to take my grandchildren with me. Um, took a grandchild to Mozambique a few years ago, and, you know, it was almost we had to um, tie her down and drag her back to the plane, yeah, almost, <laughs> to get her home. I've, I've got one of my um, grandsons. I spoke to him yesterday. Um, trying to figure out what time or what part of this year um, he might be able to come with me up into Southeast Asia. Um, and uh, and we, we, we can provide that if, if people just want a short-term visit, they, they don't have a contact with another mission organization. Uh, we're able to do that. Um, and, and we also train. We just don't send, go, well, here it is, to send you out and if you swim or sink. We actually have a training program, what we call an orientation program, um, that helps people understand what they're going into and, and the guidelines to keep them safe. And, and so they are a blessing to the church and not, they're not a hindrance or they don't cause problems. Well, wonderful insights into some of those developments that are happening in those Southeast Asian nations, uh, nations like Myanmar, Thailand, Indonesia, Laos, uh, also Singapore, the Philippines, Cambodia, Vietnam, Malaysia. Uh, they're all a part of Southeast Asia. And to connect with Robin Johnson, who leads the mission organisation called Beyond Here, their website is beyondhere.org.au. Uh, Robin's also the founder of the Million Praying Men ministry, millionprayingmen.com. Uh, there's also a book that Robin recommends, a book that's called Faith 
Love, Hope, Vietnam, uh, the author AJ. Robin Johnson, thanks so much for giving us an update and sharing your heart with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Again, it's been a great privilege and uh, bless you and all the work you guys are doing. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.